it started. Oh. Did you, did, did you swallow? Did you swallow that big cup of water in your mouth? <laughs> so welcome to a wonderful nocturnal edition of stuff we're obsessed with. Because in, in this edition, we're tired and we're talking about really fucked up spooky shit. Well, I don't know how spooky shit's going to be. It's disturbing for me. But... <laughs> but i am but first of all i'm your i'm your host i'm jose thank you you're welcome and joining me tonight is the lovely um and old and sexy carrie my best friend we were talking about how old we were earlier we are so old but we're still here i guess i guess yeah Oh, I was going to say that the, the lights turned off behind you. I was like, oh, it's probably your mom who just did that. Yeah, everybody's setting up to sleep. There's dogs barking. We're going to have to cut that out. Maybe we should restart. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's not that bad. It, it stopped. So, so, so how are we doing? How are we doing this fine, beautiful evening before we enter the, the topic? We're doing very good. We're doing very good. Uh, we're doing uh, really well. I am very chill. It's 420. Happy 420. 420. Happy 420. So we have blessings, blessings, blessings. Leave your cookies out for Uncle Snoop Dogg. And, and hopefully he'll leave you some nice moon rocks in the morning. Damn right. <laughs> so today, well, tonight, tonight we're we're going to be talking about aliens yeah (laughs) so so carrie um i know i know how much you love with a capital loathe i mean hate i mean love this topic i um i have a very complicated relationship with the topic yes Care to share with the with the audience why before we dive into the subject matter? Because I don't fucking like them. <laughs> aliens are gross and scary and creepy. I love horror. I love, you know, scary movies, all that shit. Give me demons. Give me ghosts. Give me serial killers. Uh, aliens, though, no, Mm-mm. no thanks. I'm good. I don't want it. See, I still haven't found that one section of horror that I'm like, eh, not for me. Uh, I found it <laughs> very early in, on. Okay, okay. I, the one memory that I have of like all of us together back in the before times <laughs> uh, when we were watching The Fourth Kind, I don't fucking remember how we decided to all of us sit together and watch that movie. I know I watched it before everyone. I and- I don't remember how it began. I have blocked most of that night uh, for my sanity. Uh, But I remember we were back in our college days and we were in the house of the guy I was dating at the time. And we all decided to just pop the movie in, lights out, all huddled up together to watch this. It was like 10 of us in a room. It was almost 10 of us in a room, yeah. And uh, there was my, I don't want to say it's the beginning, but it was the 
It, no, we were okay. So we weren't. It was in the beginning because we were like deep in the movie. I think it was about the time that the 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 peak of the abduction is happening and all the fucked up shit is happening, and that's when that's when this dude <clears throat> um, opened the door. Yes, and I think he said, "Oh, the food's here," and everyone just flipped their shit. It was exactly. I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was almost by the end, actually, when um, it's the main character. Uh, getting abducted yes in the sofa and she is you know mouth opened uh being used as a bluetooth speaker by the uh aliens and they were saying some what what was the language sumerian they were speaking Uh, yes sumerian very intimidating very creepy and they were saying some really weird shit and everyone was really just in awe of this scene and just enthralled and terrified like in just i remember all of us being just watching this side note i was actually asleep in the floor <laughs> you would have been you would have been. i was asleep because i've already watched the movie like a bunch of times so i was like asleep in the floor i was tired so my screaming woke you everyone's screaming woke me up <laughs> I literally was like, what the fuck happened? And it was like, oh yeah, the food's here. Like, what the, what the fuck is everyone screaming? I remember it was literally when the alien god Sumerian Bluetooth was going, I am your god. I am god. And we were all just like <laughs> petrified when he just like, pizza's here. And absolutely everyone just lost their shit. And the lights have just gone out. <laughs> uh, somebody just turned. Wait, lights, but wait, oh, wait! Uh, like, really? The lights have gone out, or like someone turned off the lights? Somebody just uh, turned off the lights, but that's okay because I don't need lights. Wow! This is the worst wow. night ever. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Are you sure you can go turn it off if you want to? I might in a second. This this is not how I imagine my 420 to go. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want a cookies. That's the one thing. We have we have cookies. We just have to bake them. And I don't want to right now. I'm lazy. <laughs> but I have pizza tonight, so that's good. Ooh. It was uh it was pepperoni and garlic. That sounds good. It was fucking delicious, and I'm not a pepperoni guy. Uh, that sounds really good, but yeah. So let's begin because we've been talking for a while, and it's also because it's 420. I'm sorry, you guys. You had to hear this ramble, but but on tonight's topic, we're going to be discussing the story of Valiant Thor. Mm. Have you ever heard of that, of him? You've told me the name Valiant Thor a million times, uh, but I'm I pretty sure. Absolutely no idea who he is because every time I asked you who was he, you would be like, uh, "I'll tell you during." So yeah, I'm here I don't know who Valiant Thor is. I legitimately, I really thought you were uh, referring to some sort of like the Mighty Thor variant. <laughs> So I was like, oh, yeah, is this like Marvel? Yeah, there's another one. No, no. I... no. So who is uh, Valiant Thor? Okay, so 
let's begin. Let's, let me use the let me use the voice. <clears throat> On the night of March 16, 1957, two police officers answered a call upon a strange lights in a field in Alexandria, Virginia. Upon reaching the field, officers stumbled upon a sight out of this world, literally. In the middle of the field, hovering a good 10 feet above the ground, was a flying saucer. Walking out of the silver disc was a man. He was dressed in what looked like a single-piece jumpsuit. They had a silvery gold shine to it, and he was waving at them, standing right beneath the saucer, with a wide grin on his face. The man appeared to be a white... But actually, let me take that back, because I found new information on how he looked like. So, the man appeared to be of dark-skinned Latino, mm-hmm. with brunette hair and dark brown eyes. The officers mm-hmm. quickly withdrew their weapons and pointed them at the visitor. It's nice to know that, you know, some things never change. Of course they did. The man spoke without actually moving his lips. His words began to reach the minds of the officers, and without hesitation, they welcomed the stranger into their car and headed to take the stranger towards their leader, the President of the United States of America. This is the story of Valiant Thor, or Visiting Alien from Venus. Are you shitting me? Is that like a real thing? <laughs> is it? Is, this sounds like a comic. This sounds like the topic of like a 1950s alien movie. Well, I'm gonna put you. You said a lot of good points. I'm gonna put pins on all that shit. Thanks. Okay, so so before we begin, before we begin, the main source where we get the chunk of this story comes from um, the Stranger at the Pentagon, which was written by Doctor Frankie Strangers, and like I said, he's the main source. And then later on, I'm gonna use a secondary source to discuss some things about the good doctor pin on that okay but before before we start talking about all of that we gotta we gotta lay the groundwork of what sort of mentality we're setting into this is the world we're gonna be this is the this is the america of back then you know besides the racism and the polio and the segregation and the injustice and all that under wonderful stuff that people are trying to bring back nowadays so uh two side notes the first one the battle over los angeles or the great los angeles air raid i think i I may have told you these stories i think the uh the la raid yes you may have mentioned yes I think so. Okay, so on February 25th, 1942, an infamous and terrifying event happened over the skies of LA. Keep in mind that the nation had already was on high alert after the attack on Pearl Harbor, so the threat of an aerial attack was in everyone's mind. And so on this night, the skies over Los Angeles came to life with the glow of searchlights and gunfire. Prior to this, the Japanese did attack the coast of the of the of the states. I think it was somewhere in L.A. or Santa Monica, somewhere around that right. time, around that place. They did hit us, mm. and that also has to be thrown into the pot because people were even more tense about that. So it started around two a.m. 
when military radar began to pick up what they assumed to be a Japanese plane some 120 miles west of Los Angeles. Immediately, the air raid sirens sounded all over the city, and a citywide blackout was placed. Troops began to man their anti-aircraft guns, and the lights began to search through the skies. At 3 a.m., the shooting began, and once the reports of an unidentified flying object in the skies, all hell broke loose. Chaos danced in the skies, because, you know, literally everyone from Santa Monica to Los Angeles grabbed their guns and started shooting into the skies terrifying because they were they were really with the mentality of war this is we're being attacked god so the la times at the the uh the los angeles times at that time wrote powerful searchlights from countless stations stabbed the skies with brilliant probing fingers while anti-aircraft batteries dotted the heavens with beautiful if sinister orange bursts of shrapnel a photo that was this is not this is no longer the quote. A photo that was published in the LA Times has been used as evidence in the UFO conspiracy theories as proof of an alien visitation. They point out that the searchlight can clearly be pointing at something in the skies, that something is indeed a UFO spaceship. But like I've seen the photo, I've seen the right. photo. You can Google the photo. And it's true, the photo has been edited and has been retouched so many times that you can see anything mm. in that photo. So, it's like, you suggest, sure. and you, but, you know. Okay, now the second one is the light over Washington, D.C. The year was 1952, and saucer fever had hit the hearts of every American, and the skies over Washington, D.C. were about to draw the attention of the nation. The incident would later be known as the Big Flap. Also, fun fact, when there's more than one flying saucer, it's called a big flap. It's called a what? A big flap. (laughs) (laughs) It's stupid. I know. So silly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And this event holds a special place in the hearts of UFO enthusiasts. Many major newspapers were reporting the incident that was witnessed by multiple credible witnesses, radar, and even pilots. It got to the point that the Air Force Special Investigation Unit was dispatched. What they may have found or didn't found had fueled plenty of theories regarding that night. So this is kind of what happened. Over the course of several weeks, painting witnesses reported seeing objects flying across the skies. The Air Force sent out fighter jets to intercept the objects. But the objects would keep eluding the fighter jets. They would keep going at unmentionable speeds. President Truman asked for answers on these sightings, and the representative from the Air Force secret UFO investigation team, Project Blue Book, came to D.C. But before he could even give his report, the Air Force quickly made up some conference, which they explained that the whole thing was just the weather. What? Okay, but they saw, okay, so they saw lights in the sky, and they saw lights. And when they try to get, the planes would try to get up to them, they flew far faster. And but it was just the weather. The weather. The weather. <laughs> what? Okay. 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 So one one last thing before, 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 because Dr. Strange is also is a very important figure in the story. He becomes a player later I'm on. I'm sorry, who? So uh, the dude who wrote the story. Oh my God, I thought you said Dr. Strange. 
His name is Dr. Frank E. Strangers. <gasps> okay. Bro, looking up information for this <laughs> dude was so fucking hard. Are you serious? <laughs> First of all, you Google him and then Google is like, you, you being Dr. Strange Marvel? I'm like, no, bro. No, 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 no. UFO. UFO. But like, and then if you go on YouTube and try to find his videos, you don't find a lot. Because again, Dr. Strange. I immediately had a very odd image in my head. Go ahead. No, dude. You, it's whatever you're thinking of what he looks like. It's not. It's not what oh, it is. God. Okay, so. Oh, bro, you're going to love this dude, honestly. Okay, go ahead. So, Dr. Frankie Stranges, he's the founder and president of the National Investigation Committee of UFOs. He's the president of the International Evangelism Crusade and International Theological Seminar in California. He was born in New York. He was born in New York and educated in Brooklyn, Pennsylvania, and Minnesota and California. He has degrees in theology and psychology. He has investigated several UFO cases and UFO cases and has authored various books on the phenomenon itself. His interest began while in Bible college after hearing stories that his roommate told him during his experience in the war. He died in November 17th, 2008. Wow. I'm sure he must have been very Bro, he's a Christian who believes in UFOs. He thinks UFOs strengthen the faith in the Bible. <laughs> Was that's 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 the, that's who he is. That's who he is. Um. So is he? Wow. So he really uh, connects his beliefs of aliens with his belief in religion. And Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Was Mary impregnated by an alien? I don't think it goes to that extent. I think it's more like God created everyone, so he created aliens sort of feel. Oh, that's nice. At least that's kind of how it reads to me. Do aliens go to hell if they sin? I don't don't know if maybe, well... Okay, according to DC Comics, the Martian Manhunter, he's afraid of fire. So maybe if if it's true, if aliens do, <laughs> I don't know. That's where I'm going. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe. That's interesting. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so now that we know who he is, let's start with the story. Okay. The name that he gave them was Valiant Thor. He explained that if he uses actual native language, it will be too complicated for the human mind to comprehend or even pronounce the words, which is kind of silly if you consider the names that people have nowadays. Well, you know? yeah, but you also have to understand that this is an alien and a foreigner, and these were mostly white people. That's right? very true. Yeah. That's very true. True, 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 true. But like I said, the visitor said he could be called Valiant Thor. Actually, technically, is Commander Valiant Thor. Uh, after he has crossed, afterwards he crossing to DC, he was taken to meet the Secretary of Defense. Now, this is fun. This is a little. This is a little funny side note. In the book, Doctor Strange never technically says who's the Secretary of Defense, which is which is funny 
and the oh that's quirky and odd how you how you wouldn't know who a public figure right. is Summit. at this important time and it's important character so, too why would you omit the name exactly i mean so but like to tell a complete story you know just you know because we like to tell complete stories uh the secretary of defense at this time was uh during the eisenhower administration was charles or uh erwin wilson he was also known as engine charlie agent agent what that engine engine like a cute yeah i mean i don't know how cute he might have been he's got a big gross but whatever he's white so it's 50 50 Mm -hmm. 35.5 yeah let's go with that okay so soon after every police officer from every district and agency within the area was brought in for extra security Vanny and Thor was greeted by the Secretary Wilson and six other staff members. All officers were arguing amongst themselves which one had the right and the jurisdiction to escort Valiant to the president. His presence has thrown everything into a dilemma. Ultimately, an Air Force captain was chosen to take Valiant to the president. The captain, in anger, took two bourbon shots and muttered, Okay, yo, I was, I've been practicing voices. That's that's. I gave, I gave, I gave these, I gave these Ooh, people voices okay, and characters because, because we've got theater here. Yeah, we got theater. We got the theater here, darling. Also, I'm, I'm gay, so okay. it's part of my gig. Okay, so, so, so the air force cap, the the air force captain in anger, he took two bourbon shots and murder. Oh, my God, why couldn't this happen on my day off? Suddenly, a door is open and armed gods, armed gods, what the fuck? I'm stuck in that word. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, sud- shut up. Sud- suddenly, a door is open and armed guards walked into the room and they escort Valiant towards an elevator. It descends rap. Okay, this part kind of, did you saw the first Resident Evil movie? I did. So that okay, so this part kind of reminds me when that when they're in the house and they get in the elevator and it goes down to the oh, subway yeah. station and they get on the yes, train. Yes. It's exactly like that. Wow. So just but like that. So all so the get- elevators are. Exactly. I mean, if you're gonna be spooky and have a secret underground government yes. with aliens involved you need an underground lab tunnel with an underground subway station with an underground train that takes you to another underground Every elevator that's layer 101 right evil 101 evil 101 of course of course so uh the escort valiant in the elevator it descends rapidly to the bottom levels of washington dc they are moved to a train that takes them to the secret t- underground station where they're put into another elevator that leads them straight to the White House. Six, six <gasps> guards, six officials, and three secret sa- three secret agents men escorted Valiant into the president's office. From behind a desk, Eisenhower stood up and extended his hand. And the guards all reached out, whipping out their hands Whipping out their guns at the same time. I, I, I don't know why I wanted to say dicks. I don't um, know why. It would have been funny if they all just whip out their penises. I don't know why. And um, autofill sometimes suggests uh, things. <laughs> That's, you know. My brain auto suggested dicks. <laughs> instead of- 
It's probably okay. So, so Eisenhower stood up and extended his hand towards Valiant. Valiant at the same time was extending his hand. So the guards all whipped out their guns, pointing at Valiant. Eisenhower calmed down the room, <laughs> and a, an alien and man shook hands, presumably for the first time. We don't know. <laughs> wow. We, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So the president asked him what was his name. You know, he replied with Valiant Thor, and then the president said. Where do you come from? I come from a planet your Bible calls the morning and evening star. Venus? Yes, sir. Can you prove it? Valiant invited Eisenhower back to his ship to see for himself and all his claims. Many in the room began to feel uncomfortable by the idea of the president going with him, to which he denied the invitation. And at that moment, the the doors burst open and in walks <laughs> Vice President Richard Nixon. Of course. <laughs> oh boy. Tricky Dick is <laughs> in the room, <laughs> y'all. I don't know what that was all. He would not he would not enjoy it. He would not be cool with what we're doing right now. I mean he would not be cool with us existing. That is very fucking true. POC. <laughs> uh, he would not be okay with us at all. Actually, actually. So, <laughs> let me drink my water. Drink your water, bitch. You thirsty hoe. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's partially true. Okay, nice. So... Yeah. <laughs> I have to edit all this oh coughing out. <laughs> you gotta get- uh, so actually, actually, eh, okay, I'm good. So actually, Nixon created an office for minority business enterprise. He also brought like awareness to more minority hiring and established uh, something called the Philadelphia Plan. And it was amongst uh, like a bunch of other shit for like minority action programs. And he also... And he also, as his in his first term as president, he also successfully achieved uh, voluntary desegregation from seven southern schools. <laughs> and he also, and he also, like he encouraged like tribes like to self determinate themselves, so so they can tar- start like claiming their own shit back. Um, let's. And then one, one other terrible but super nice thing he did, which is horrible to, like, come to terms where you're like, you know, he did it. He also hosted the largest dinner in the White House for every American POV, uh, which is prisoner of war, from Vietnam. Wow. That's... And then he did, and then he did Watergate. The Watergate. Listen, I do not follow American history very closely because I don't give a fuck about it. And I immediately assume that if you tell me um, what year is this? This the fifties? If you're, uh, yeah, the sixties. You're 50s. telling me sixties, fifties, and you're telling me white man. I'm going to assume racist. <laughs> So. It's, it's the it's default. The default like. 
Oh God. Okay. You want to hear my Nixon impression? Uh, when would I not? <laughs> I've actually kind of gotten a little better in it, a little better. But um, like my nose is like hella stuffy because like pollen and allergies. So let's see how well I can do it tonight. Okay. <sighs> You've certainly caused us. St- I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. My allergies is too fucked you know up. Let me see if I can blow my nose. Are thanks to the government. What? Allergies are thanks to the government because the government <sighs> made it so that most of the trees that were used to be planted during non-urban areas, right? Or like urban areas. Is that the word? Were the types of trees that uh, would not give fruit. So that people wouldn't get a free fruit and they would go to the store and buy it. But those also happen to be the types of trees that usually release most pollen. Therefore, thanks government for allergy season. Oh my God, that's fucking terrible. I don't know if that's actually true. I, uh, I heard it on the internet and I thought it was really funny. I didn't check my sources. Don't check my sources. I don't know. I said it because it sounded funny. Like I've had... <laughs> one maybe one good year without allergies and then every other year has been like <clears throat> so Nixon said you have certainly caused a stir and he called him an out of towner oh, and then the vice president said that, that so many smart. were not uh, yet convinced of, who, of his claims at, at the, you know and in that moment Valiant showed them his purpose but let me clarify something because you know I, uh, I gotta, you know for clarity's sake, in the book this this scene doesn't happen this way. In the book, it's I think he shows the cops first, and the secretary of the fans, and then they kind of like carry the message over to these people. But in the book, yeah, that's how it tells them in the book. But I. And I think in the mirror, I think in the American Horror Story version, also they do it kind of like this. I don't remember now. I haven't rewatched it in a while. But I decided to like we move that shit around because I thought it was a better idea. And it sounds like more dramatic this hmm. way. So this is how it goes. This is how it goes now. In my version, it goes like this. <clears throat> You're welcome. At that moment, before all those men of high rank and importance. Commander Valiant Thor displayed his alien language above the heads of those men in the holographic words, the message of the High Council, a group of various planetary beings who had been monitoring Earth for some time. The message, despite, despite appearing to them in strange alien writing, in their mind, they could understand it. The message told them to stop the use of nuclear weapons and in doing so, the High Council was prepared to help Earth by bringing an end to war and famine and sickness. Valiant Thor informed them that the High Council had taken a special interest in Earth, especially since the moment they dropped those bombs in 1945. Since the President denied the request to go with Valiant back to the ship, the President offered Valiant a, uh, another option. He gave him an apartment in the Pentagon. 
This way, he could have an easy access to Eisenhower, to Nixon, to the White House, to whatever technically Valiant needed in order to get his point and his time on Earth a great use. You know, the, the apartment was lavishly furnished. It, 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 you know, it was, a, it was a, an apartment, a very nice apartment, like I said. Or was it a prison? Hmm. They really gave an apartment to an alien. I mean, technically, at that very same moment, Nixon asked if he could give him his clothes so they could study them. And Valiant Thor said, sure, but you need to give me clothes because I don't want to be naked. If everyone just were like, (laughs) so they gave him some clothes and Valiant Thor gave him his onesie and they took it away and started experimenting on the onesie. And then Valiant went off on Lil to his apartment. And whenever he tried to go out, the guards will tell him, oh, no, you don't have credentials because, you know, this area is secure. And and whenever he has, if he was a, whenever he will ask if he was a prisoner, they said, no, it's just that, you know, we don't want you to get lost or get in trouble because, Mm. you know, you don't have credentials to be in certain areas like example this hallway right right now and they will say words like right now or at this moment stuff like that so it'll be stuff like you know random moments like that right how long was he in there he was supposed to be in earth for five years or three years i can't remember right now and he stayed in there for five years in that room yes question mark okay because because okay Depending on how the good Doctor Stranges will tell this story, it will be two ways. In the book, uh, there's there's one way, and then in his lectures will be another way. So, mm-hmm. uh, mostly in his lectures, he will say that Valiant will project, use his psychic powers, and project into the minds of the guards a fake credentials, like oh. the doctor, like Doctor Who, like with the psychic paper. Right. Okay. So he will use like psychic paper on these uh, guards and be like, hey, boof, this is who I am. Or right. he will just simply teleport the hell out. Oh. So it just depends on when, how he felt the story would change. But right. that's the two ways he kind of went out in it. So that's important because during these letter- these letters, it doing these little excursions is where these pictures the ones that I sent, sent you earlier Ooh, yes so this is where these pictures kind of come into play and they were taken in the home of how of a dude called Howard Menger and so Howard Menger was like a alien contactee like according to him since, I think since he was like 10 years old um, mm-hmm. aliens started like contacting him and being abducted and you know because he was special and shit oh okay uh but later in life as he got older you know he found jesus and and his his views on aliens changed they they started to adjust did you turn on the light because i just mentioned aliens like a bunch of times 
No. <laughs> I just I fucking happen- I told you, I fucking knew it. I just happened to find a spot in which I wasn't talking or making noise and I could just conveniently turn on the light. Sure. Sure. It's like I that's not like I mentioned the word alien like six or seven times in a row. So yeah, so this dude like claimed he was abducted and then he his views changed. According to several people within the mm-hmm. UFO community, they mm-hmm. think that his views changed because of another alien group intercepted their minds and like warped them. What? Allegedly. Allegedly. Trauma in the alien world. Bro, these people are like intense. You have got to be shitting me. <laughs> Something fell. Something fell. I can't see Something it. Something fell in the closet. We're editing all this out. Something <laughs> fell in the closet. <laughs> I might keep it just for just for reasons. I'm drinking some water. My mouth's like super dry. Oh fuck, I hurt. You can only keep it up to my screaming, and then laughing. <laughs> 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 Okay, so uh, something I mentioned something fell. <coughs> something fell. Something fell. It, it's, it's probably it's probably Michelle visiting you again. Don't Say, hey, even, bitch. That's not funny. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong of you. The point is aliens. Not and so I mentioned this dude. I I mentioned how we met her because in his home in New Jersey at this time, he was hosting an event of other people who have been either contacted or abducted by aliens. Right. And a, a group of other aliens that came with Valiant uh, heard about this because they were scouting out for other people, other like-minded people who could be receptive to who they were. Okay. So they were like, "Hey, sir, we found this. We found these people in New Jersey. Uh, let's go and see them and check what's up with them." Right. And Violin was like, "What up? Let's do this!" Hell yeah! So in April of 1957, a meeting of these people of occurred. Like I said, uh, it was in New Jersey. The conversation was held in the backyard of how we, like I said, in Howard Menger, mm-hmm. and Violin and his crew. You 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 want to take a shot at their names if their if their commander is called Valiant Thor. What do you think? Give me it's three people, it's three other people, and it's a dude and two ladies. Uh, brave uh, Loki. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, something Almighty Dingus. I don't know what is it. Bro, come on. Seriously. Tell me why. Okay, so so their names were Donna, Jill, Tanya. And in some accounts, it's not a Donna, it's a Don. 
Well, we're all here for a, a non-binary bestie, but um, whatever ET decides to be, we. That was a very underwhelming. <laughs> that was very underwhelming. I am bro, low key. To- bro. So the those pictures that I sent you, this is where a, this allegedly this is where right. that happens. And keep in mind those pictures because they will come later on in the story two ways. One of one ways that's how Doctor Strange's allegedly gets aware of Valiant Thor. This is how he was. He's aware of like, oh, there's an alien here on Earth. Okay. But pin, pin, big pin, oh, big pin. pin, huge pin. Okay, big old pin. Okay, so oh, oh, okay. Before this is technically like the like the in between little break moment because <laughs> I have to be in between little break because we're gonna transition on into the Doctor Strange part now ish but before we do that we gotta talk about eisenhower and other aliens okay so tell me about eisenhower and the other aliens there's reggaeton all up in the house <laughs> the sounds of puerto rico man it's just vayamos la casa bebe Oh, I am definitely giving that. <laughs> Everybody knows. Bayamon. Baby, Bayamon. <laughs> Born and raised. I'm not going to hide it. What's the point? What's the point? Okay, so uh, according to Laura Eisenhower, right. which is uh, Ike's granddaughter, uh, he has had several encounters with aliens. Uh, she's very active within the UFO community. She runs a website called Gaia.com uh, dedicated to the field of study of UFOs. Interesting. And according, yeah, I know, it's kind of cool. Uh, and according to her, Eisenhower met with aliens once in the Edward Air, uh, Air Force Base in California, twice in the Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. And this was in 1954 in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing a stay in Palm Springs, Eisenhower was rushed. This is like the big one. This is like what every UFO conspiracy is like lashes onto. Right. Uh, so doing uh, February, uh, February 1954, doing a stay in Palm Springs, Eisenhower was rushed away, uh, missing several appointments and was not seen until the next day. Uh, the press release, uh, when the press was questioning the White House as to what happened, they said that the president uh, had a chip tooth and he had to get quickly rushed away to the dentist. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he had a chip tooth and he had to be rushed away quickly to the emergency room to get that shit taken care of. Uh, allegedly, it was because uh, a meeting has been set place. And these were, these were the those meetings. Right. Uh, so one of the first meetings, Eisenhower uh, met with a group of blue-eyed, seven-foot-tall Nordic aliens. And these are the white, blonde aliens that look like Vikings, like Marvel's, like the Asgardians, basically, like, kind of like right. that. Hot. 
so uh, this alien, like I said, the white skin, blonde hair, white hair, blue eyes. Uh, this meeting was uh, this this was a pleasant meeting to an extent. They did ask for like stop using nuclear weapons, and they said no. Eisenhower said no. Yeah, Eisenhower said no. Damn, obviously. And then later on, the meeting that did struck a deal. Ooh, okay. I think this is the one you're not gonna like. Oh no, why? So, so the other meeting that was reported, according to Laura Eisenhower and a bunch of other people, was with the Grace. Gross. I- the little tall, four foot tall, little gray skin mm. with the big almond black eyes. Mm-hmm. Those, the grays. So <clears throat> it was with them that, an, that a treaty was reached in which allegedly uh, the grays will be permitted to abduct a certain number of people, <gasps> American citizens, <gasps> in exchange for technology. I don't. And according and allegedly to this story, it's how we got Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and like signal shit like that. Allegedly, even though it's kind of known that like women science, we lady scientists kind of like did all this shit. But you know, so really, this as everything, this is just a conspiracy. It's et. It's just a conspiracy to cover up the achievement of women sexism it's all it is aliens it's obviously what what is always it is sexism. aliens are sexes confirmed so as we continue on with the story uh with valiant again with the president's uh cabinet this was valiant no longer the other the other aliens and i think by this point um uh eisenhower may have agreed with the grace i don't know exactly when the timeline this falls but uh when violent went again to meet with eisenhower and uh about the deal with the high council they said no and according to the book in the room there was a that there were some shady figures hidden in the corner dressed in black (gasps) will smith here comes the man in black. I can't sing because I don't have the right to that song. Oh, so yeah. So during this time, uh, when Valley was still in the Pentagon, he made a he made a human friend. Oh, he had a he had a bestie. How cute! Uh, her name was Nancy Warren. Oh. No relations oh. to her. Was about. I looked. Nope. I checked. Trust me, when I checked that, I was like, "Uh, what?" But no, 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 no relations, no relations. So she became like his contact within the administration and the outside world, and she was also basically the the most active believer at that time in his message. And she was looking for someone who could also like push his message out there, you know, because no one was within pol- within high ranking positions in government was doing their part as and his time was running out. So what what was his message exactly? No no nuclear bombs. At this point it was a message of peace. So aliens were hippies. Yes. Hippies. But keep in mind it's it's gonna it's gonna get a little a little a little spicy. 
I would hope so. We're gonna add some pup. Oh, I don't want. I don't want. I want to. I don't want to give it. Don't hope. Okay. 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 So. 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 So since Valiant's message wasn't getting nowhere, like I said, it wasn't getting nowhere. She was like find, looking out there trying to find someone out. And Nancy happened to hear about this dude called Frank Strangers, mm-hmm. who just happened to come back from Cuba from talking with Fidel Castro. Of course, just no big deal. No big deal. And he was recently in uh making a appearance signing the late his latest book called saucerama 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 he was making a book a signing of his book called saucerama and she sauces or about saucers it's about et girls oh i mean not et girls but like et girl girl gotcha right about like it's about like spaceships of course that's I- of course right so okay so he she shows okay i i'm low-key high enough that i think like i can kind of go off from the story because i think i know this enough that i can say it from memory do it do it okay so let's try this try this so she shows up to the book signing and she flashes him his her legit Pentagon ID. Oh, okay. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, you're coming with me. And he's like, okay. So they get in the car and they're like driving out to Washington, D.C. And he notices they're going to the Pentagon. He freaks the fuck out because he's like, whoa, bruh. I mean, bruh lady, bruh lady, whatever. I don't have an ID. Like I don't have a government issued ID to be in the Pentagon. I can't go in there. And she's like, it's okay, bro. It's totally fine. We're going to get in there. I got you. I got you. (laughs) We're here. And he's still freaking out. They get to the gate. And this is where we have variance in the story. Variance. Variance. Number one, according to Dr. Stranges, he showed them his coat jacket jacket he showed them like his pocket jacket of his coat right and they were like okay cool go in what was and other times whenever he told this story nothing he said he will say that nancy will just flash her id and and they go in like off they went Uh so it it just depends the situation so either 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 they saw something or they didn't see him or he just showed them like his alien titty and i mean he, he I, he's dead now so we can talk shit about him oh. but yeah he had he was he was he was he was a dummy man so he probably has some he probably has some nice hairy titties so just and it's and it's the 60s, so it, uh, Harry Titties were probably back in. Of there. course, they got enthralled and let him in. I mean, let those titties in, of course. They were probably all fucking high on shit because of MK Ultra experiments, too. So high on psychedelics. And some random guy just said, I can come in. And they were like, You sure can. You should stop by the gift shop to have drugs. And he's like, what's drugs? You should just ask them what's um, drugs. Just tell them I sent you, man. 
your camera, your, uh, your, oh yeah, whatever. So at this point, Nancy pulls up to the Pentagon and she just quickly brings it in to the, into the, to the inside of the building. And she's like, okay, go in that room and chill. And he's like, what the fuck? He goes into this hallway and, you know, as typical people are, he's got nosy and he walked into a room and was filled with random ass people in their desk, going about their business, working, right. and none of them saw him. Absolutely. It was just a regular Tuesday. It was, yeah, it was like a regular Tuesday at like 12 in the afternoon before lunch. Absolutely. when you, Yeah. Just- but none of them noticed he was in the room. You know, some spooky, psychic, wooey, wooey shit was going on because no one noticed. No one noticed. He was a Jedi. I don't think a Jedi would do that. I don't know, man. It's probably more like Professor X, though. Oh well, yeah. Ooh. So that's that's okay. So, uh, so he goes into that room and the doors. I don't know where the doors burst open, and in walks in this dark-skinned Latino poppy. Ooh, yes. Wearing a suit, and Ooh. he's like walks up to him, extends his hand, and he goes, "Hi, I am Valiant Thor." Can I imagine uh, Valiant Thor being played by Oscar Isaac? Do you think Oscar Isaac would do a good alien? Oscar Isaac can do a good a lot of things, I'm sure. Dude, uh, you saw today's Moon Knight? I don't, I don't know. I, is it the fourth episode? Yes. Then no. Oh, I can't spoil something for you because I was going to make no. a really good no. comment. I was going to make a really good joke. It's a super yeah. dirty joke. It'll end you. Listen, there's a scene. I don't want it. I'm, I'm Listen, listen. Yeah. There's a scene that you're going to say, thank you, Jesus, for all the holes. That's all I'm going to say. If I were ever with Oscar Isaac, I would thank Jesus for all my holes. Because... Honestly, I, might, I might break my one rule and I see Mike call that man daddy. Listen. No, you do not call Oscar Isaac daddy. You call him Bobby. <laughs> you don't call him Bobby. It's right. Bobby. It's Bobby. <laughs> we have a good moment. Okay. We're gonna chill. We're gonna chill. Uh, now I can't concentrate with Vanny and Thor as Oscar Isaac. I don't think. It- um, listen, now I am a hundred percent more invested. Actually, well, good because this is the part of the story. Because now, like I said, Doctor Strangers and Violin have officially met. Right. And this is the part of the story where it's going to get really interesting and really spicy. <gasps> Homoerotica. Homoerotica. No. No. <gasps> okay. Look up. Go. go. Okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a chance now to to guess what's the twist. What's gonna, the twist? They gonna fuck. They gonna fuck so good. Are you sure? I don't. I now I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, just tell. Just don't spoil it for me. Just give it to me as it comes. Go. Okay. Keep okay. going. 
because not only was Valiant Thor a council member of the High Council of Interplanetary Bullshit. Absolutely. He was also best friends with Jesus Christ, as in Valiant Thor was also a Christian, as in Valiant Thor's also message to humanity was also to bring it back to God, as in Valiant Thor's message was about God, love, and hope, and through Jesus Christ, salvation is possible. Wow. Uh, (laughs) That is... Dude, when I was reading that... I feel like I should have seen this coming. Uh, I told you that I told you from the beginning who we're talking about when, when this dude was brought in. Listen, I think I just ruined it for myself because then I could think of Oscar Isaac. Okay? But... Um, I think I think it would be better though because now it's it's still a homoerotic movie because there's a lot of sexual ooh, tension and no one's ooh, fucking. Ooh, ooh. Jesus is played. You- no, we get our okay. We cast we cast Oscar Isaac as Valiant Thor. We haven't cast Doctor Strange yet. I need to cast. Um, I need to cast Jesus first. Um, Pedro Pascal. Okay. Okay. I want. I want just that. a scene of other of Pascal as Jesus. I can see it. Then who would be Doctor Strangers? Um, I don't know. I feel like that one should be a gringo, <laughs> right? I thought I. I've been just thinking. Much- I was thinking of this dude called Henry Sherbowski, who's the uh the dude from. Lost podcast on the left. He's like a short little hairy man. Friend, I don't know that. Bro, I'm listening your picture of him right now because he is a short, beautiful little hairy man. <laughs> you say that. There's no other way I can describe him. Henry is just a beautiful, beautiful creature. Um, that's usually not quite my type. Um, I will await judgment until uh, further information is received. I will. With- Listen, first of all, first of all, his his Instagram is his, his Instagram is Doctor Fantasy. Doctor Fantasy. Doctor Fantasty. I don't know. How do you spell that? I, I send it to your right now to your Insta to your Instagram. Oh. Check it out interesting his wife is a ballet dancer she's a stunt woman what a baller she's a contortionist oh my gosh she's fucking hot she has like she's tall as fuck too good for him uh but yeah i think he should play dr strangers in the movie listen i'll give it to you go ahead i mean yeah go ahead yes add him so okay (sighs) this is this is the part when i was doing the research that i had to like stop because once jesus got involved well you know this is okay so one of the things that kind of like did it for me was that dr strange just noticed that Valiant didn't have fingerprints 
Sneaky. Mm -hmm. To which Valiant said, oh, fingerprints? They're the mark of sin. Interesting. So... They're the mark of sin that God gave Adam for introducing sin into the world. So we as aliens don't have it. Oh, so now he's all better than us. Now he's all, oh, okay. That was shady. That was a shady thing. He threw shade. No. He (laughs) do. Girl. And then, so after this meeting, Vernon decided that it was going to be Dr. Strange's. He was going to carry out the message. And then a year later, while Dr. Strange's is like driving in his car, and this is, I think it's, yeah, this is in Beverly Hills when this happens, uh, Valiant just teleports into the back of his car. Oh, jeez. Okay. Out of fucking nowhere, out of thin air. He just plops in there. Okay. So during this little like surprise trip, they start talking about Jesus and his place in the cosmos and this place in the universe and all the other alien planets. What else will we talk about? But else were we gonna talk about was because we have Jesus and aliens and God, you know. See how you know that they were on psychedelics. Uh, put a pen in that. <laughs> I am killing it. Go on. So Fanning tells him that, hey, we have like these alien bases in these different cities. And he tells them about the one in Los Angeles, about the one in San Diego, in Geneva, and what was the other one? In Reno. So those were the alien houses were set in which they could communicate with each other through like holograms of course of course because i don't think star wars was a thing yet so so oh okay so sometime later uh dr strangers is uh, he's doing a convention or a seminar in west germany this is how old it is because this is when we still have west germany okay wow so he had he was doing a convention in west germany and it was a ufo convention obviously by this point i think by this point the first edition or a first version of stranger of the pentagon had been released um and Dr. Strangers was contacted by this Italian reporter claiming to be right. from a very famous Italian newspaper news network. And guess what? Does he does do you think he names them in the book? No. No, he doesn't. It's a famous one, but we don't know who they are. <laughs> allegedly. So these people are like, hey, we want to talk with you. Do you have some time? And he's like, molto bene. Yes, I, I practice my Italian. I would like to meet with you. And the Italians are like, okay, fucker. Okay, dude, you don't. Yeah, well, we'll meet you tomorrow at the restaurant. <gasps> right. So, you know, Dr. Strange just decides not to contact, not to call his, uh, his translator slash aide called anthony quote-unquote because he's like you know these italian people are like they spoke good english uh i would stop doing that because i'm gonna get canceled um hey 
mean, it's funny you, though. It, so you sound he, more like Super Mario than anything. So just if the if, do you think if they hear me a voice, they're like, you know what? Fuck Chris Pratt. Let's give it to this little Puerto Rican homosexual. Uh, they would. I would. They. But you know, you would be a lot better. People would hate you a lot less. That's for sure. It's true. I, I've I've said some less cancelable things. Uh, it just well, I'm funny, so it's okay. You don't act mean so, it. True, 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 true. So well, what the fuck what was I telling in this part? Okay, so okay. So he goes over to the restaurant the next day. He gets there early and he orders a tomato soup. Right. A couple minutes later, the reporter and the and a photographer shows up and they're both wearing black suits. Mm-hmm. And they're like talking and they're starting the interview and taking some pictures but they're pressing on the issue of valiant thor where he is where can they find him they know they keep saying that they know he knows where he is and he keeps saying no i do not know that's the same answer no i do not know i do not know where he is at one point, a waiter, I think it's the waiter or the host, comes over to Dr. Strange's and he's like, hey, you have a phone call. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strange is like, well, who the fuck is calling me? He's like, okay, gentlemen, one second. He goes and takes the phone call and apparently it's, the, it's a pastor from Finland, I think, who is paying, it's, yeah, who's, the, who's paying his, he's a spo- the sponsor for his oh, trip. okay. So he's like checking up on him and making sure everything's okay. And it's at this moment that I believe that he noticed that Anthony, his translator, is also in the restaurant mm-hmm. too. But he's like in a booth on a different side of the restaurant. So he goes back to the table and he notices that the reporter and the photographer had left. Okay. But the spoon and his soup had moved. How okay? How how okay? How what was it doing? It it wasn't where he left it. So where was it? And it it wasn't in the same position in soup. Let's just say that it was inside the bowl, but it wasn't in the same area where he left it. So what does that mean? So Doctor Strange just begins to drink the soup. He drinks it and. Yeah, he's like, you know, soup. So you drink the fucking soup. Uh, And then he's feeling something strange in his throat. Like something tart and bittery. And like, it hurts as he swallows. And then out of nowhere, he feels something dripping down his nose. (laughs) It's blood. Of course it is. What else would there be? He's been poisoned. He's been poisoned, allegedly. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm sorry, but he deserved to get poisoned. How did you come in? <laughs> See, that the gentlemen that you were talking with are suddenly gone. The food is not in the position that you left it, and you're just going to slurp that up, bud? <laughs> From the government? No, honey, no. That's He deserved that. 
So he's like dying, but he remembers that Anthony is right there. So he's like, he crawls his ass towards Anthony. He's like, Anthony, I'm not dying. And Anthony's like, Motoban, I'll help you. So Anthony picks him up and like takes him back to his hotel room mm. where he prepares a drink <gasps> with some powder. And then he gives them to Dr. Strange's. And Dr. Strange is like, what? And Anthony's like, you gotta drink this. So he drinks it and he feels better. And then Anthony explains that he got a phone call from this lady telling him, hey, you need to get these ingredients because Frank is in danger. According to Dr. Strange's, Valiant Thor had commanded Nancy Warren to instruct Anthony to get the ingredients in order to save his life. Of course. Of course. Allegedly. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It all makes good sense. So, yeah, yeah. He saved, Valiant Thor is a homie. He kept his boy Always. saved. Down loyal. So, Sometime later again, a bunch of time later again, uh, Dr. Strange is again driving in his car. Mm-hmm. And Valiant Thor shows up again out of nowhere of in his course, car. Because why not? Because why not? And he's like, you know, brah, you've been doing such a good job. You, you've, been, you've been carrying the word of God everywhere. You've been carrying the message of peace and hope and love. Let me take you to my ship. Oh, how thoughtful. Let me, let me, let me show you the world. (laughs) Yes, daddy. (laughs) Are you called an alien daddy? It's Oscar Isaac, right? (laughs) I mean, we did agree with Bobby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, according to story, uh, Valiant Thor takes him to the ship, and he's like, hey, those other people who were, like, fucking up with our plans are actually another group of aliens, and they're called Luciferians. (gasps) And they're actually the men in black. Of course it is. It all makes... Wow, this... this I love this story. It's perfect. It's got everything. It's connected to everything so well. So this is, over the this makes too much sense not to be real. Okay. <laughs> bro, bro. I'm sorry. Okay. So over the years, Dr. Strange has continued spreading the good message. Mm-hmm. Valiant Thor helped him write other books. Oh, how several dozen books. We're besties. Um, Dr. Strange's even had a newsletter in which you had to pay $120 a month to get messages from Valiant Thor written by Dr. Strange's keeping you up to date on what's up. Of course he did. Uh, uh, He also at one point met with this, this, uh, I think he's like a filmmaker and he was a casting director or an Emmy casting an Emmy award winning casting director uh called Greg Campobasso 
who wrote, produced, and directed a short film based on Stranger at the Pentagon, who claimed that Valiant Thor helped with the script to get the story just oh right. Oh my god, of course. Uh, you get, the movie is on Vimeo. You, can, you just have to pay like $5 I'll to see it. Uh, his plan is to eventually get money from that film, from the short, to make a bigger film, to make a Netflix show. Wow, they're gonna get a Netflix show and everything. <laughs> allegedly, they, oh, okay, oh. but allegedly, so but yeah. I could get Oscar Isaac Alien Poppy. Ooh. Okay, so this is the part that you're oh, not gonna okay. like. So this is the last part because this is the part from the other. This is this is the kind of information I got from a pod, from another okay. podcast. Um, because it was way too many websites and they just kind of like narrowed it down for me. I was like, okay, it's right here. So this comes from like the podcast called Extraterrestrials. Of course. And their episode was called Valiant Thor Part Two: Doctor Strangers, and in it. And we go through Doctor Strangers because pins, 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 pins. So he was born in New York City. He was born right. in Brooklyn. His parents were immigrants. Um, he claimed that he had another sibling. There were like five with him were six or him, him was the fifth. He claims there were six kids and one of them died. Um, his parents were not the typical race. Uh, I mean, religion, not I mean race, but religion. Okay. They were, uh, I think within their culture, they were supposed to be Catholics, but they were Protestants okay. or evangelicals. So, you know, like hardcore. Right. Um, after high school, he did attended an assembly of God seminary to get a bachelor's in theology. But uh, he, it's there's no records of him finishing. Okay. Uh, there's there's no records of any of the schools of which he claimed he oh, got a graduate degree. None from. of them actually know him. Uh, none from London, Asia, Washington. None of them have records of him assisting there. So his alleged title of doctor is false. Oh, jeez. In 1959, he did self-publish uh, the novel Flying Sosarama. That's true. Uh, he will begin uh, to claim to be a member and president of the International Theological Seminary of California in the Evangelical Crusades. Okay. There's no records of these organizations assisting. Oh, oh. There is one that kind of sounds similar to one of them, but it's because there's one word of difference. I think theirs is in seminar in California and Frank is seminar of California. Nice. Okay. So I think that one difference makes it like, you know, loophole like legato right. bullshit. Uh, so then Frank Strangers would run something called a diploma mill scheme. Which people will like pay money and he will send you a diploma saying, Hey, you graduated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like, wasn't that like what the Trump University was kind of doing? Yeah, that's basically what they were kind of doing. You pay $25 for his shit and then he will send Damn. you the, yeah, he will send you the diploma and he kept doing it for a while. 
he claimed that he was a member of NICAP and they were the National Investigation Committee of Aerial Phenomena. They basically were like the legit UFO investigators at the time. Um, and he claimed that he was a member of the group. And he claimed that he was like a personal investigator of the group. But the only thing he did was purchase a membership of the group in like the 80s. But he was not an investigator whatsoever. Uh, During most of his talks and presentations, he would present himself as a member of these organizations. And once Nightcap found out, they were like, hey, we're canceling your membership. And they gave him back his money. Poor bud. He just cannot. And they were like, hey, every time he made a public appearance, they're like, hey, you cannot mention that you're associated with us whatsoever. Or they were like, hey, we will sue you. Damn, they were serious. Uh, dude, it got so intense that at one point he he made like a pilot for like a UFO sighting TV yeah. show. And those people found out and they called and harassed the station. And they were like, yeah, we're not airing this shit. Oh, shit. Uh, no one wanted to do sh- the work with Frank Strangers because they were like, yeah, this dude's shady as fuck. Oh, poor kid. He he did a documentary based on an event that happened in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he claimed within the documentary that Nightcap had approved of it. And they were like, nah. And then the few theaters they were playing it, they plucked oh, it out. Gosh. There's claims that the photos of the alleged photos of Valiant Thor are actually pictures of Frank Stranges when he was a young man. There's claims that the story of Valiant Thor is a construction of the story of the day after tomorrow, plus another story of another alien that it came from Venus. Wow. There's claims that the name Valiant Thor is a deviation of the mighty Thor. Of course Thor. it is. That is why I immediately made the association. Wow. So at the end of the day, whether or not you like believe the story of Valiant Thor is like up to you, but like. But it's all bullshit. <laughs> it's all bullshit. It is. It's like it has like some some truth to me. It sounds like very well constructed, well constructed fanfic. Yeah, Uh, and you know what? Good for him for creating such a good story. I applaud him. It connected a lot of stuff. Had a lot of characters. It was very interesting. It explained a lot of things very well. He he gets an he gets A for a great effort. A for effort and creativity. Good for him and making bank. He was just but like it ain't that good though. I mean, I mean, people thought it's the Jesus part though. It's the Jesus part that like really gets to me. Listen, it's not that bad. <laughs> is it is it awful? Yes. But it's also interesting. Why unite Jesus with aliens? Why the fuck not? 
that is that is that is listen the horror genre is mm -hmm. innovative we create yeah. uh monster it's noir uh stories out of the weirdest shit and sometimes we mix shit in fact i've seen there's movies where they mix uh demonology with zombies look at um rec that movie from Spain, yeah yeah best amazing horror movie uh and they you know they combine zombies and demons and jesus and the first two movies are really scary and the third one is fucking hilarious i haven't seen the Unique. third one I, th I think i've seen the first one i i know i saw the first one with you yes. and i think i saw the second one which is the airport one no, the second one is still in the same. Um, oh, yes, in the, the same, same hotel. It's like the origin story the sort story. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The second one, the airport, is the American That's version. Foggy. Uh, but the third one yeah. is very good. It is hilarious and it is dark and it is a beautiful uh homage to what is a uh, horror comedy oh oh now speaking of horror comedy did i told you that they're making a another the evil dead movie are they really it's called evil dead rises mm. i think it's coming out soon who's in it no that I don't know. I don't remember it, who it is. I know it's like it takes place in a, an apartment. If it doesn't have, um, if it doesn't have the main character, I don't know if it's gonna have Bruce Campbell or the Maya. I don't know if it's gonna be connected he, because this is the thing, though. Keep in mind that I think Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell, one of them said that all of these stories are all connected because of the Necronomicon that book bleeds through dimensions so wherever they are wherever universe they're happening that book connects them to bruce campbell to the girl from the other movie and so forth and so forth so they could all jump into the same universe because aren't of that they book. also in the same universe as kevin in the woods No, I don't know that. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Kyra in the Woods is in this. Isn't it? No. It's in the same premise. I could have sworn that they were connected, but maybe it's because it just, you know, reminds us so much of. Yeah, it's the, the same premise of a group of teenagers in the cabin in the woods. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I think we had a great time talking about aliens. Uh and jesus you did you did you you had a great time you 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 learned unfortunately against my will as per usual as per usual but it made you a stronger better person for it no everything i learn about aliens is against my will and makes me want to know them less listen next time around we're going to learn about abductions um can we do that during the day 
Can you put, um, how are you going to keep your child busy for two hours? I don't think I can. <laughs> um, but you know what? I have full, full faith in me. And I will use this. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it on a, on a Friday, which is kind of an okay day. Because I think if we, if we talk about alien abductions on a Friday night, it's fine because it's a social thing. So the aliens will understand they can abduct you on a Friday night. It'd be too obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, they can't do that. It would be like, no, we can't. It's expected at this point. Listen, I just don't want to get abducted, okay? <laughs> I don't like owls. And look, I'll do it. I'm going to use this as exposure therapy in a way. So mm-hmm. I am in a path of uh, personal growth. Uh, I'm going to use this as exposure therapy and hopefully face my fears and overcome them. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I mean, we are. we might be listening to some audio next time around and you might have to hear about the eyes. I am... Um, I'm going to need a lot of weed. I'll get you something at Disney, I promise. Yeah, get me something. I really like the Wanda ears. The red. Yeah, that's what Jomar wants. We're on a mission to get those. I also want you to bring me uh, Moon Knight. Just the, like, just the whole. just The whole dude? Yes, just bring the whole thing. Uh, I'm gonna have to like break him in pieces and no. put him in the suitcase. Oh, okay. He needs to be whole. Oh, I can get you a doll. Okay, I'll get a phone. You can insert that. Ew, gross. No, okay, 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 okay. We don't king shame in this program. We don't king shame in this program. We just ask king why. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it has come to a conclusion now. It has come to an end. It was a joy. It was quite the joy. You're welcome. And you're, you're, you're most gracious welcomes. And we... Uh, fuck, I gotta get used to saying this because I keep forgetting. We have some social media. You can follow us. It'll be on the so- show notes because I don't remember all of it right now. They are socials. Go ahead. Yeah, there's this Insta, this their Instagram of the and their Twitter. We have an Instagram and a Twitter. What is the handle? Oh fuck, Carrie. Uh... You need to. Let's edit Scott. Go back. Let's do this again, and we're gonna start at. So you have some socials. What I think I'm gonna give it off on Carrie. What are your handles on Instagram? What's your oh shit? Oh fuck. Let me think if I remember. Uh it's uh we I remember so it's we underscore art, we're underscore obsess. Make it harder, make it more complicated. Yeah, it's more that's why that's why I say oh fuck Carrie, because you, you like, I don't even remember. Put it on the bio. Put it on the bio. 
That's why I keep saying I'm just gonna put it in the show notes. Show notes and handles. The show notes have all the info and uh, just follow us there and uh, peace out. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And that's that's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>